and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brighter Later. Hey, guys. And today we have a special guest that we're interviewing from a, a group called uh, Predator Poachers. And uh, his name is Alex Rosen, and he's been doing this for several years now. And I've been following his videos off and on, and uh, they're very interesting. It's I think he's doing good work. Um so we're going to go over that with him and we're going to see what he's doing and what he's got coming up in the near future. Alex Rosen, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Going excellent. Um, so how long have you been doing this? So I've been catching online child predators for three and a half years now since May, 2019. Okay. Yeah. And the one, the one I recall, there's a couple I recall actually. One was, uh, uh, there's several, but it's hard to remember all of them. But one, right. one was, I believe it was your group. that You went to, a, a, I forget what city it was, but a woman came down from one of the hotel rooms and you met her on the corner. And she tried to say that she was just there and she wasn't really wanting to see a 15 or 14 year old girl. And, uh, and then she escaped back into the hotel. Do you remember that one? Ooh, gosh. Um, we can, I mean, if it was an actual, uh, that might've been another group because we've only confronted females in the, in the context of like they're with their man or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. This girl came down by herself. Um, and I, I thought it was your group, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I watched so many of these. Mm -hmm. Um, what, okay. No, I know that you, in, in Ohio, you confronted the one guy, guy looked like a bodybuilder in his, uh, in his uh, profile, but then when you showed up, he it looked like he had had a few donuts since then. And uh, you were saying that you were <laughs> you were quite as quite as nervous now that you saw him in real life. Um, do you remember? Do you recall that one? Alex, hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah, your you cut your, your sound cut out for a minute. Okay. Okay. Whatever, yeah. Whatever that... you whatever you do, don't let your screen time out. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. 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 Yeah, that was in Idaho, I believe. There was like a guy that like was calling himself like a bodybuilder and the world's strongest man, but yeah, he turned out to be a fatty. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the guy that you met at the mall, and you you chased him all over the damn place. Those are, yeah, those are funny. A... Those are really funny ones. Yeah, absolutely. Quite a few of those. So you, you're doing excellent work chasing these uh, these pedophiles down. Not all of them are pedophiles. Some of them are uh, are simply dating or after girls that are too young that are under the age of consent. Uh, but some of them are downright pedophiles. If you're talking about some child that's 11 years old, um, right? 
what are the what are the main ones you go after? Do you go after guys that are just you know going after girls that are under uh, most or most states in the in the union are are the consent age of consent. Most people don't realize this, but the age of consent is sixteen in most mm-hmm. states. Uh, do you just go after the guys that go after girls that are younger than sixteen, or do you do you try to focus on the ones that grow after the uh, the the more prepubescent girls? For the past two years, we've been going after the prepubescent the one. Uh, I don't go after the prepubescent girls. We go after people that go after the prepubescent. Yeah, right, girls. right. <laughs> <laughs> and so we like to get like the child porn guys and people that like are into infants and whatnot. Like this past trip that we did, um, it was just a quick little one. Like three, three, three predators caught. Um, all three are either arrested or going to be arrested, and. Um, Two of them were into infants and dogs um, simultaneously. Wow. And the third one was going after, you know, a 13-year-old girl. But, I mean, I'm afraid it would absolutely go younger because he was following pages on Instagram that talked about minor attracted people and whatnot. So, yeah. But, I mean, no. We, I mean, the past two years, we've really been going after, like, the pedophile pedophiles. Good. Excellent. Excellent work. All of it's good work. But, yeah, Absolutely. The, the most disgusting are the ones that go after the prepubescent girls. And so, you know, that's, uh, and the young boys, that's very important, very right. important work. And, and, and do you see, do you think that this, so uh, my co-host and I had a debate earlier tonight on a you know different podcast, mm-hmm. well, same, same podcast, but different mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going, I think we're starting to normalize pedophilia in this country. Uh, what is, what is your take? Oh my gosh! Um, I yeah, you've broken up. I don't hear you. Yeah, for me as well. Alex, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I cut off again. Oh, yeah, um, you're back. You're back now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think. Um, I think it's on the way to being normalized, but I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't, you know how a lot of the country at this point accepts gay marriage. Like, I, I don't care if two adults get married. I don't really care. Right. Um, but I think pedophilia is going to have like its roadblocks. Like, I think there's people that just will never change on pedophilia. However, um, you know, it's out of the closet now. It's not hidden anymore. And I think, you know, the powers that be are way more brazen about it. And they're convincing some people that it's okay or that it's, or that some things just aren't pedophilia. Like, I think what they're doing, they're never going to come out and say pedophilia isn't a bad thing, but what they're, what they're doing, what they're going to keep doing is they're basically going to gaslight and say stuff that's pedophilia, such as like the Balenciaga thing, uh, the drag queens for kids. They're going to come out and say, well, that's not actually pedophilia. That's not actually pedophilia. They're just going to like change the definition to kind of like they did with BLM and, and, you you know, how they call it planned parenthood and has everything to do with just terminating parenthood. You know what I mean? They're just going to change the word again. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a game of words. Um, yeah. Valencia, that's a, that's a good example. We talked about that earlier. Uh, the little girl with the, the teddy bear with the, uh, you know, the S and M, uh, right on. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. Most people don't know this, but the gay pride parades allowed, uh, NAMBLA, the North American boy, man, boy love association to participate in gay pride parades for a long time until, uh, a couple of the lesbian organizations put their foot down and, and uh, threw a fit and said they're not going to participate and they're going to blow this up in the media unless unless that you know they stop allowing them to participate. That makes sense. Um, yeah, because 
you know, we've decoyed, especially after when we first started, we decoyed a lot on gay apps and decoying is when we're pretending to be a young kid online um, and predators or pedophiles message us. The gay apps, like every, like it, probably half the people were okay with the age, but when we went to go decoy on a lesbian app, um, to this day, nobody has been okay with the age. And right. so I can see the lesbians putting their foot down and saying no to Nambla. So, so has any, I, I imagine, I, I, I recall one young black man that said you were trying to ruin his life and it was at a, I believe it was a grocery store parking lot that you confronted him and he was getting angry and it almost became physical. But ha- have there ever been situations where it actually became physical, where the, the people that you confronted trying to attack you? Um, one of them, um, I mean, it's got chippy to the point where there's guns out and whatnot, not pointed at us, but like brandished, right. but phys- physical 2019, one of the first videos we did, luckily the one person that decided to be physical was like, you know, a five foot five twink, but he tried to get, he tried to like knock the camera out of my cameraman's hand and he and didn't, he barely hit the camera, but he ended up like scratching my cameraman, like I mean, it was a barely like surface level, but I mean, that's the only time it's been really physical. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. I, I think it, I think they're so caught off guard and so embarrassed and and afraid to go to jail that uh, that it puts a scare into them, and they you know they just want to get the hell out of there. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say the one thing that is really kind of the most jarring about these videos whenever I see them is that. Uh, it seems like a lot of the guys just try to be awfully polite and it seems like, I don't know why they do that. Maybe it's just because they're so embarrassed. It also could be that uh, they want to, they want to uh, defend themselves to the nth degree and say, Oh, you got it all wrong. I was wondering if you, if you've all, if you've also noticed that and what's kind of your stance on that. Well, it's like a survival instinct. Um, they just don't want to go to jail. And I think, I mean, it varies with each predator, but I think the consensus response is, like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here and talk and hope I don't go to jail because, I mean, obviously when I go up to them in like a SpongeBob t-shirt, they can tell like I'm not a law enforcement officer. So, you know, even though I don't say straight up like, oh, I'm going to call the police if you don't talk to me, um, it's pretty much implied. And, you know, that's that's what enables them to, I think, talk. And, you know, of course, convincing like, you know, when you approach them, like, you know, they just made a sad slip up rather than that they're like a sick piece of shit. They're more likely to talk about what's wrong with them. And then, of course, the police end up coming and arresting them pretty often. Yeah, what I find interesting and uh, I was watching a I recently I was watching a video uh, where it was this very young. It was kind of this young kid, very white collar that uh, I guess was a, a texting with a, a very underage girl. I think she was prepubescent. But mm-hmm. what, what I found interesting is I guess they get a female kind of cop to almost seem more nurturing and uh, not not quite as intense. And it seems like they do that just because he, he's going to be they're just going to be on the defensive and be as polite as possible and try to act like they're doing well, even though that's the case that they're superseding their right to remain silent and the right of a lawyer and ultimately just digging a hole deeper for themselves, which I find kind of interesting. It seems like this is kind of a tactic that's inculcated into kind of law enforcement. I don't know if you've noticed that as well, or if, or if uh, that's actually a thing. Yeah. Like when it, when it's a pedophile, um, calling them out on their shit, isn't really the move at first. Uh, it, it's really, cause you know, a lot of them are all pussies and they all have like a high level of narcissism. Right. So, I mean, cause they, they love like, they love control. I mean, that's, I think a big part of it is a power dynamic they get from the children. Like, you know, being, 
like kids are such losers in person, right? But you know, uh, what's a seven year old? The seven year old's gonna listen to you no matter how much of a loser you are in your adult life. So I think they get off on that fact. So when you, when you give this pedophile like this this illusion of control of the conversation, kind of gas him up. Um, they're going to end up talking about what they're doing and, you know, kind of minimizing, minimizing their crime. Like say, Oh, I know you'd never hurt a girl. You were just going to only do it if it was consensual. It's like, yeah, if it was consensual, I'd do it. And you know, boom, they admitted to wanting sex with the kid. Stuff yeah. like that. It is interesting. Yeah. It does seem like uh, you do have to wonder to what extent is it just that uh, they're total pussies and to what extent is it uh, that they're just probably just very narcissistic people and you can give them an illu- the illusion of control. You know, I was kind of wondering that watching some of these videos, yeah, it's probably both. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've, I've, I've wanted to get involved in this stuff, but the problem is, is that I don't know that I could have the self control that you do. Yeah, and so I don't want to end up in jail because I could see myself getting all worked up and you know, taking it to the physical. I and mean, I, a lot of a lot I, of I'm people say them. that. Yeah, no, a lot of people say that, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've been in jail for six hours before um, for something t- totally unrelated, but that's enough for me to not go to jail again. I mean, it's freaking sucked. And, you know, I, I really have a lot of fun doing this. Um, you know, it, it's nice. It's nice seeing them break down to you and confess and then end up in handcuffs like, you know, uh, moments later and stuff like that. So, I mean, I don't I don't know, because when you have the video, you know, you know if, even if you make a video of me like punching them in the face or something, whatever, um, that's fine for 10 minutes, but then either I get in trouble and then I can't even post that video online, but right. it's much more gratifying having these people leak out their sickest thoughts on the internet. It's going to be there forever and ever and ever. Right. Good point. So what, what, uh, what areas, what States and what regions of the country do you operate in? Well, I live in Houston, Texas. That's where we did it at first. Um, but obviously, like, it's a George Soros-funded um, county, so uh, the arrest there isn't too good at all. Um, but we travel all over the country doing this. Um, we're actually going to head to Hawaii for our first catch there in January. And um, at this point, we have an arrest in 39 different states. And uh, convictions in 17, uh, that's going up too. And uh, yeah, I mean, anywhere there's a predator, uh, we'll go. So um, how, how amenable has uh, law enforcement been to this? Have they given you any pushback or, or do they, are they appreciative or what's their take on this? A majority, I mean, all, publicly they have a say, uh, we don't encourage people to do this, um, you know, leave it to law enforcement, blah, blah, blah. Privately, most of them are very appreciative. And, um, you, you know, because the way we do it now, at least, um, you know, we get their confession on camera. We don't cause a big scene or anything like that. So it's done in a way that they can use the evidence that we provide them. So, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, behind the scenes, most of the time, law enforcement is very appreciative. And once in a while, of course, there's like always the dickhead cop or the dickhead sergeant or detective. That's like, oh, you guys shouldn't be doing this. Um, you guys are unauthorized, blah, 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 like whatever. But most, I mean, it's very good most of the time. Good. Good to hear. Yeah, I, I, it drives me crazy when I hear some cops talk about how um, people shouldn't be doing this. Because if, if you know, the, the more people out on the streets catching these people the more, you know, the more this problem is going to be rectified. Right. Uh, you're, ne- you're never going to stop it, but at least, you know, every, every pedophile in prison, every low life in prison is, is one off the streets and less victims. 
because God knows how much how, how many victims each one creates. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, I know it's no excuse to go touch a kid after you've been touched, but it happens. Um, and I, and I think there's definitely pedophiles out there that wouldn't be pedophiles if nothing happened to them as a kid. And of course, there's some that are just born that way too. And yeah, when you take one pedophile off the street, um, you probably prevent a whole chain reaction from happening, which I think is great. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I mean, I absolutely know that, that there's a good chance that being molested can maybe cause somebody to do that in the future to somebody else. It just seems counterintuitive because if you've been the victim of being molested, I would think that that would make you not want to be a molester. Yeah. Like if, like if I've been, if I've been robbed or something, right. Last thing, the last thing I would do is go rob somebody else, but I don't know. I've, I've just noticed that their minds, I, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know why it's more common in people that have been molested to go do it. Like, I don't know the psychology behind it, but I just know it is what it is. And I think a lot of times when we get a predator arrested or help get him arrested, it, it, it eliminates that, po- that possibility of him causing more of him causing more pedophiles. Now you, you don't have to, you don't have to answer this question. You may not want to answer this question, mm-hmm. but you know, I would think it would be advisable to have some sort of protection when you, when you, meet up with these people yeah no most definitely um you might not want to answer that question yeah the protection they bring is condoms and uh we we also uh we don't necessarily have condoms as protection but Uh um you know we do live in texas i'll just leave it at that there you go thank you (laughs) yeah i I was hoping so because you never know i'm I'm kind of wondering, uh, I guess, harkening back to the point about their psychology, one of the things I've wondered, uh, and people have brought this up, to what extent are rapists doing it because they have low impulse control, and to what extent is it just that they genuinely want to control people? And I guess my question is, do you find, do you think it could be the case that pedophiles in particular, like, I guess, is evidenced by the pedophiles that uh, have, a lot of pedophiles have been molested themselves, that uh, it could be the case that there's like some weird control thing in their mind, and it's not even as much about their kind of innate sex drive? I don't, I don't, I'm wondering. Yeah, I think so because look, if if we got arrested for if we got arrested for our fantasies, then you know I I'd be like in jail like a million times over. Like if I see a hot woman walking down the street, I you know we I think what we're, we all think you know what I mean. We, we've all but, thought bad things in the past, especially as right, teenagers. Right, but when. You know, like when these pedophiles see a kid, they look at they fantasize about them, which is sick. But that's one thing. But they seem to always freaking act on it. Like they can't just, you know, like when I see a hot woman walking down the street, like with her boyfriend or something. Right. You know, whatever. Like as much as I don't want if she offered me to do it, I'd do it. But like, you know, I know it's not going to happen. I'm not going to pursue it. I'm not going to like go out of my way and go violate her. Right. You're not going to go up and grab her by the ass or something. Right. Right, but these pedophiles, like, it, yeah, it, it is something more than just the fantasy to that. It's it's something more than just th- like, what are you? You know what I'm trying to get at here? Like, it, it's something that they just have to act on it. It's it's weird. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that you know, I I, I I don't think it's an excuse, but I think some of them are legitimately born. I don't know if it happens. I don't know if it's a genetic malfunction. I don't know if it's something that happens during gestation in the womb. But they or or you know maybe something in their environment uh, or a combination of the three, but mm-hmm. I think there are people that strangely enough have attraction, uh, legitimate sexual attraction to children. 
They do. Uh, yeah. What what the what the solution is to that? I, I just can't imagine. I'm sorry. Um, but either way, you know, they I, have to go to prison. Either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I believe in God. You're an atheist, but um, one thing where I separate myself from all the other God believers is not. He didn't make everybody perfect. I, I don't believe he made everybody perfect. Um, I, I no, I think some people are just born fucked up, and it sucks. But it, it's it's reality. We can't just be a we can't just be bleeding hearts about everything. I mean, we have to acknowledge that. Hey. This person who just has an attraction to kids, there is just no helping this guy, and he just needs to be locked up. It's sad, but it is what it is. Yeah, it, well, it's like it's like if you had a, you know, a, a psychopathic serial killer, he may not be a, he may not be uh, at fault for the way he's born, but you still can't let him go around killing people. Of course. So I, a lot a lot of it is pragmatic. Yeah, there obviously is the question of uh, do you if they're if these if pedophiles are so likely to offend, is there a way that or should we just try to lock them up? Uh, I guess indefinitely. I, I'm wondering if you've ever had a discussion with a I guess a pedophile or somebody who identified as a pedophile that uh, I guess that that uh, your your interaction with them wasn't due to them committing a crime, right? And I'm wondering what did you think about that if you did? There was one person who was actually 17 years old. Um, I think this was like a year or two ago. And he messaged me saying that he's a, that he was a pedophile, but he's a non, what the, what the hell's the word they use? He's a virgin. Yeah. The, the word is virtuous pedophile. He hasn't um, offended anybody. He hasn't committed. An right. Offense. Right. He knows it's, he knows it's wrong, but he has this attraction. And, you know, I was, God, I was said to interview him. I, I don't think it just, it just never panned out, but, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, as screwed up as it is, I mean, he's not, as far as I know, he wasn't viewing child porn. He wasn't offending against people. So I don't think people should be locked up for thought crimes, but I wouldn't be his friend, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, if they can, if they somehow, which is very rare, if they somehow find a way they can just control it and not do anything to act out on it. And as far as I know, um, nothing should happen to them. Well, they used to, and now they've they've used it for the most sickest purpose possible. But now they use use it for uh, tr transitioning kids, right? Which is just absolutely fucking sick. Castration, but, yeah, yeah. But there's something called Lupron. Lupron it used to be the castration drug, mm -hmm. uh, a chemical castration, and they would give it to them. And not only would it not only would it mean that they couldn't get an erection. But it, it literally robbed them of their libido. They had no sex drive. And so that seemed to be one solution. And then it fell out of favor. And uh, that, that makes no sense to me at all. I mean, yeah, if you just give somebody a drug that, that where they can't, you know, function as a man, that's, that's not going to completely eliminate sexual assault. But if you give something to someone who it completely eliminates their sex drive, that I would think that would definitely almost a hundred percent wipe it out. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect solution to anything, but yeah, I, I think chemical castration for a lot of these pedophile, for a lot of these pedophiles that haven't offended, I think it's great. I think that should happen absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, why? Why even leave the door open to possible victims? Because to me, it seems like with most pedophiles, like you were saying, it's just a matter of time. Right. Yeah. It's it's just, Go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting because we've we've done a podcast kind of discussing, I guess the the uh, the, the legality of pedophilia and what kind of the, I, I guess what the jurisprudence is and all, uh, 
is on it. And it was interesting because I guess some of these studies on, uh, I guess, chemically castrating pedophiles, uh, one of the unfortunate things is that uh, many of them reported suicidal kind of ideation right afterwards. You know, that's a, sh- that's a shame. Oh, yes. That's, that's well, very that's depressing. The, that's very depressing. But, uh, you know, if it's if it's them molesting or raping a bunch of kids or them, you know, feeling suicidal, I think I'll have to go with uh, option B. Yeah, which sure. uh, obviously you'd hope for a more rosy kind of solution. But uh, yeah, I was going to, I guess, kind of hearkening back to the I'm just kind of interested in the psychology of this. I Are you aware of the uh, the British entertainer? I believe his name was Jimmy Solville. Or I might be yes, I've heard the name, but um, were born in the year two thousand, so I've probably never seen any of his stuff. He's a he's a guy who was uh, he's known for being this just a serial serial rapist of. Pet- he he raped everybody. He raped old women. He raped kids. He raped boys. That guy was a sick son of a bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. my question is that uh, he's a lot of people that'll talk about. Uh, uh, I guess rape being a matter of control, they'll reference him in that it didn't seem like he really cared. He really had an age bracket. He went after everyone. And I'm wondering, do you, as somebody who's, I guess, uh, I guess done a lot of in-depth uh, research and interacted with pedophiles, do you find that that surprising that there could be someone that was just a rapist all around that would literally rape everything they saw? Or is that kind of a, a minority or kind of an uh, anomaly in your mind? I think that's a norm um, because, you know, you know, we've, like I, I think a lot of people we confront their preferences, kids, but they'd absolutely go after an adult too. Like uh, you know, especially with like the hebophiles, like the like most groups that do this, they pose like fourteen, fifteen. I think they're catching people uh, a lot of times that are just lonely incels with no real victims. Um, right. But the people we catch, we're going. We 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 pose as prepubescent online. We pose. We always throw in like, oh, I have a sister who's five, or I have a sister who's four, or even an infant, and they go for it. I mean, that's just beyond repair. But yeah, no, there's a lot of people that are going after super young kids that we come across that they'd also go for an adult too. I mean, a lot of them are married or were married. Um, I I I actually do think that's the norm. Well, one of one of the things that drives me crazy is when people say. When I'll say, well, you know, some homosexuals are pedophiles as well. And they'll say, no, 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 it's just straight. It's mainly straight people. Well, no, I, th- I think it just stands to reason. I think I think pedophilia goes across the board. I think there's heterosexual pedophiles, bisexual pedophiles, and uh, gay pedophiles, homosexual pedophiles. And, uh, you know, the reason why I say this is because it seems like that when somebody is an, is an offender, they try to go after one particular gender. They try to put themselves in a position where they have access to one particular gender, which shows a, a level of uh, preference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think pedophilia has an orientation. Right. Um, but in general, I think gays do have a higher rate of it because a lot of people turn gay, and I, I've come across this as well. They turn gay from getting molested as kids. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, but, you know, there, I mean, there, obviously there's pedophiles of all orientations. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I think what it is, is I think that uh, when, when some kid is messed with when they were in their early stages of childhood development, it, it messes with their development. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely. Yeah. Like it, they, when they lose their, like when they, when they lose their virginity, like at 11 years old to an adult, 
it, in their mind, I guess because the mind's so malleable at that age. And that's just my guess, of course. I'm a college dropout here, but this is my guess. Um, that that's what their mind becomes conditioned to: sex, sex containing an 11 year old, and then when they're an adult, uh, they perpetuate the cycle because that's all they know. Yeah, and I think part of it is it strips away the boundaries that that are that are normal for most people. Right. Exactly. So you said you're going to Hawaii in the near future. Is it is there a specific person you're going after, or are you just going to see who you can catch in the, in, in the state of Hawaii? Oh, every trip we take, there's always there's always people on the list they're ready to go get. Um, yeah, I just can't chance going all the way somewhere and just kind of swinging with a blindfold on. So no, there, there's there's definitely a we have a target. We have a target. Excellent, excellent. Who is who? Do you think is the worst one you've ever caught? In mind or amount of victims? Um, either or. Well, I'll just do both. So in mind, uh, we caught a 19 year old in Clayton Tanner, and I've noticed like the younger ones are the sickest of the sick because they've grown up on the internet. So I think the possible, like I think the porn that they've accessed. Is so beyond the realm of anybody's imagination growing up pre-internet. So, you know, this guy was into, oh my gosh, this guy was into infants, I think animals too. Infants, animals, scat, which is basically shit and piss. And he was going after, you know, an 11-year-old and an infant. And he he brought a pocket knife because he wanted to chop up the infant. He didn't want to kill her. He just wanted to cut her up. I think he cut out again. Alex. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted yeah. to, he he wanted to chop her up and drink her blood. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and he was nineteen years old. His, his name is Clayton Tanner. If you type in the YouTube channel Puggy Pug, then type in Cheyenne as in Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh-huh. you'll see that video. And God, he was, I mean, he called himself like a vampire and uh, just very, very, very weird guy. And then this, I think the guy with the most victims is a guy that we got arrested recently named Newell Vandergrift. He's getting held, he's held right now in Smith County, Texas, where uh, Tyler is on a $350,000 bond. And he, he's just so freaking sick. Um, So he, you know, we've been talking to him off and on for almost a year now, but the only problem is he would never like follow through with anything because we were talking to him on an app where it's like geo geographical location. So he saw we were 200 miles away. So he was anticipating a meet, but finally we were like close to him. Um, cause we were up in his area and he came to go meet whatever admits to want to have sex with this 11 year old. Um, but in the messages, he would say how he's had sex with all these kids before, um, and then in person, he told me that he's talked to at least 25 kids online, has people as young as eight years old, send him nudes. Wow. And so it was like a, it was like a nuisance for him. Like he ended up confessing, took an hour. Then he's like, OK, I'm out of here. Fuck this. It was weird. But then he hits up another decoy. And two months later, he goes to meet who he thinks is a 13 year old. Now, the first time he met an 11 year old, he, he goes to go. He goes to meet who he thought was a 13 year old. And, you know, on the phone. Because, you know, I started grilling him about his uh, victims in person the first time. And, you know, I was like, 
Dude, I mean, because this guy, like, he's like, I've always liked young girls. Always liked helping them because he ran like a foster home his whole life. Oh, and I just knew he molested, 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 molested. And he told me like, oh, I don't molest my foster. I never molested my foster because I still keep in touch with them. Um, I send them postcards and stuff like that. But so he's on the phone with the next decoy. And I knew it. But on the phone, he's talking about how many young girls he's had sex with. And he said he still keeps in touch with one of his victims and he sends her postcards and he did to me in person. He denied it, but yeah, then yeah, on yeah, the, he's obviously a liar. Right. Right. And so the second time we confront him, you know, he, he knows the shtick. So he, he knows he's, you know, he knows. So this, this time around, he's like, Oh fuck you. didn't talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so that's two solicitation charges in like adjacent counties and he's currently in jail now. And oh, uh, that guy is so fucking evil. Like he made he made the decoy cry because he was so sick on the phone. Like he was crying after the phone call. Wow. Uh huh. I, I don't know about you, but I th- I th- you know we, you were talking about his high bail. I think I don't think there should be any bail for someone who's accused of of this of the sexual assault of a, of a minor. Yeah, I don't really understand why it was said. I mean. You know, granted, I, I think it's uh, I think it's past its limit, but like, yeah, I don't know why I leave that possibility even open. Yeah, to me, he needs to go in jail and, and stay in jail, and I, I also don't think that they should be put in some special protective custody. I think that they should be thrown into gin pop, and let them let them uh, let them work it out themselves. Yeah, I, there there's some states like Mississippi that do gin pop, but yeah, most of them do protective. I was wondering, uh, and some people might construe this the wrong way, but when you, I guess the the pedophiles that you've been able to successfully entrap, to what extent, or what percentage do you think, or what percentage of them would you say that, okay, this guy's pure evil, if that makes any uh, sense? I just want to say, um, I, I know you didn't mean entrap in that definition, but like, yeah, we don't, we don't entrap anybody. Like they, they... I tell people like when they first start decoying, like you don't need to make you don't need to convince anybody to be a predator. Um, or I'm sorry, you don't need to convince anybody to be a pedophile. Um, yeah, do yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, I don't think he meant. Yeah, that was just that was just the closest we, I could get. To yeah, him. yeah. I yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the, how many? What percentage are pure evil? Man, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. Like that. Because yeah, we, we confront we confront the people like even if they're into like eight and nine year olds, whatever. Like that that in itself is pure evil, but they don't like it. I don't think they're you know what I mean. Like they're not pure evil; their actions are evil. But you know, there's people that like there's people that are so that love like that love that they're like this. Like Newell Vandergriff, the guy that I just talked about, he's pure evil. There's a few that are pure. Gosh. Man, if I had to throw a ballpark number out, I mean, I'm just going through my last trip here. Like, how many are just pure evil? I mean, geez. I would say just pure, 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 pure evil, maybe like 10 to 15% of them. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's it's even a lot. As small as that, that is a that lot. Is. You're right. Yeah. So. Now, I, I recall, and I don't remember if it was your group or not, but I recall that one one kid was caught, and uh, he was a teenager, and he was. it turned out that he was mentally retarded. 
once they started talking to him for a second, they could tell that he wasn't, you know, his eyes were real wide open and, and the way he spoke, he was, he wasn't, he was retarded. And so he might've said some stupid things online, but he didn't, wasn't, you know, I mean, he wasn't really there. Uh, he right. had the mind of a child, so they let him go. I don't, I don't remember if that was your group or not, but um, have you ever come across someone where in, the, in that particular type of situation or a similar situation where it was a mistake or it was some sort of uh, different thing than you th- originally thought it was? Yeah, I mean, there was a guy in Oklahoma City a couple months ago who, like early September, he was messaging like four or five uh, different decoys. But to every single one of them, he was just like, I love you over and over and over again. And I could tell he was kind of special. Um, he got sexual with one of them. <clears throat> but whoever was decoying that, he initiated the sex talk first. So, um, you know, I, I can't I mean, you know, he shouldn't be participating in that like the predator. But like, I, right. I can't like call the cops on him for that. So, I mean, I, I, I was just. You know, because eventually they all almost crack. Like, we caught a very sick sex offender in Oregon who was one of the worst, admitted to so many victims. But his chats for eight straight months were just so, like, normal and boring, nothing sexual, until he got barely sexual. I'm like, all right, fuck it, we're just going to confront him. And turns out he was one of the worst predators of all time, and he was a sex offender, which I didn't even know. But I could tell with this guy, I just, it just wasn't going to go anywhere. Like, because I could tell he's special, and it was just, you know, yeah, maybe maybe he just liked talking to these who he thought were these young kids online just because he's like that dumb and he's just looking for like level minded, like, you know, uh, like brained people or whatever. Right. And so he went to his house and his mom was there. He was severely special. And I mean, he knew that it was wrong, but, you know, I, I don't think he I, I, like I don't think he had like malicious intent, you know, like he, like he knew he, he knew he shouldn't tell people about it, but I don't think he was out there to like, you know, go inflict pain on anybody. So, I mean, we confronted him still and had an intervention with him, like said, dude, come on, what, come on, man, you can't do this. But when I posted this video, we ended up blurring his face. Cause like, you, you know, I just, you know, and we didn't call the cops on him or anything like that. I, I think the best course of action was him just getting a slap in the face figuratively. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, but very, very rare. That's a very rare occurrence. I, I'm wondering, because I guess you were referencing kind of the decoys, and I guess uh, you made it, I guess you you essentially said that, uh, I guess the different decoys will realize that they're dealing with the same guys, and they can, uh, I guess, network that to each other. And I'm wondering, how exactly does that work? Is it is it typically that uh, if there's one predator, that it's the case that uh, he's actually networking with a bunch of kind of different, uh, I guess, groups, organizations that uh, are all to some extent in cahoots with each other and the, to the extent that they actually communicate this with each other or make clear that uh, this person's a predator and watch out? Alex, you still there? Yeah, so Newell Vandergriff, the guy who was just uh, who I was just talking to you guys about, um, who he caught twice, and he got a, you know the three hundred fifty k bond. Um, there was a bunch of groups texting him, but you know I, I was in the closest proximity, and one of them actually hit me up today and told me like, "Hey, um, what's the email for the detective? I'm going to send my messages over because um, I was messaging this guy too." So I mean, we get a lot of the we get a lot of the ones kind of. You know, we, we share a lot of them, but then also we don't share a lot of them because there's just so freaking many that 
you know, it, it's like it's like an abundance. It's 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 not a it's not a it's not a pie. It's just infinite. Yeah, I, I guess I, the other question I had on that, I'm wondering because you were you referenced the Portland guy, and I guess his group chats were particularly banal, and I guess he was particularly. This sounds weird, but he was particularly good at just I guess sourcing these out, and I guess taking I guess uh, taking his time to find his prey. Do you right? Th- I, does something like that worry you? Where somebody. I'm guessing he did that because if he chatted enough people and just kept it very banal, that if he found an actual kid, that they would be more likely to slip up. Whereas he probably had the sense that if it's an actual someone just trying to get me, that they're going to be a little bit more aggressive and I can kind of ferret out the mistakes, which sounds good. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, every single one of them that message us wants sex. Like even the special needs guy who got blurred, of course, of course, he would want sex, but he he wasn't going to offer it first, or really bring it up, you know. Like he'd be fine with just friends or whatever. But like you know, as soon as my decoy got sexual with him first, um, you know, he's like, oh yeah, baby, yeah, you know, like they're all <laughs> they're all like, right, they're all like that. But so with with the guy in Oregon, God, he took eight months, you know, and and you know what, his sexual message. It was just like, it was basically just freaking, you know, he wanted to hang out. He wanted to bring her a unicorn, which I don't know at the time what a unicorn meant, but a unicorn is like a symbol of like an underage kid. And it it was just very sick. But his only sexual message was basically like, so what are we going to do? He just sent like an eggplant and a taco emoji and like a tongue and like a wet emoji or something like that. And I was like, oh, does that mean this? And he's like, yeah. And then he like unsent those messages, but I guess, I guess what got him is the fact that he was already a registered sex offender. And when he was talking to me in person, basically, I guess he thought as he could be super honest with me and not have the cops call on him, which I didn't like tell him that was the way to do it. But I mean, that's just what he thought. And he just admitted victim after victim after victim to me. And I mean, he's currently in prison right now. Screw him. Yeah, do they use the do they use your chat logs as as uh, if you if, when when you're able to get chat logs, do they use those as evidence in court? Uh, yes. So, um, pretty much every 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 person that's been arrested, um, they've never. So either the charges sometimes get dropped immediately. That's a very rare thing. But everybody that's in that's been to court or in the court process, it's either all been. It's either all been plea deals, one get, and it's been one uh, got found, and everybody else is either in the court process right now. Ne- never has anybody been found not guilty. So, um, as for the chat logs, yes, they are used as evidence. But in some places, if they find a shit ton of child porn on the person's phone, oh, yeah. um, they would go ahead and drop. They would go ahead and drop our our charges. Like they would drop, like you know, the charge from predator poachers, and just go with the child porn because that's a way. You know, that's a that's a way. Like that's more of a slam dunk case. Like like they're because the guy's gonna get like decades anyway um, for that much shit. Like this guy in Abilene, Texas, we caught a few months ago. Um, same trip as the guy, the special needs guy I was talking about. Um, they arrested him initially for online solicitation of a minor um, for going after our decoy. But when they dumped his devices, they found like 50 images of child porn. So they just went ahead and dropped our charge and just got him with the child porn. And I, I, I would assume the reason they do that is because rather than go through the hassle of, you know, 
going to the jury and say, hey, these guys are like uh, quote unquote vigilantes. They have YouTube channels. This is what they do. Um, they were posed, it was a fake 11 year old, blah, 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 blah. Rather than go through all that and, you know, go through the process of bringing us back to court, they can right. just drop all that, make it more convenient, and just say, look, this guy's child porn. This is what's on his phone. This, you know, it's set in stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It means that there's no arguing. There's no real court case. It's just, right. We've got you. And that's it. Right. And, right. I, I'm wondering, uh, I guess you, you, I guess you basically implied that you've had to testify before. How yep. did that happen? And uh, what's kind of your stance on that? Um, all right. Yeah. So, oh, and I just want to say like, yeah, the chat logs do get used as evidence, but you know, besides the time they don't, but like, okay, so testifying. So I've had to testify multiple times. In fact, I got to go testify in, uh, about 10 hours here, uh, via zoom. Luckily, Jesus Christ, I did not want to go back to Pennsylvania, but, um, so usually it's usually over zoom and it's, Typically, it's just been preliminary hearings or grand juries I had to testify at. It's basically just easy yes or no questions. Is it you in the video? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Because often, so often, it just results in a plea deal. But the one time I've had to testify um, in person at trial was the guy. He just got sentenced this month, too, to 35 years. Wow. Um, not, for, not specifically for our video. Um, he got sentenced for child molestation. But the reason I had to testify is because during our video, he admitted to us that he molested his stepdaughter. So they used that clip as evidence during the trial. And the kicker was they didn't introduce me as a predator cash. They didn't introduce me as anything. I was just a witness that filmed him saying this or, you know, was on camera with him as he said this. Right. Or was questioning him. So he pleaded, like, not guilty. But, of course. You cut out again. Oh. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because he, he pleaded like he pleaded like not guilty, but of course he was guilty. I mean, he said it on camera. Then he also confessed to the detectives too. And there's messages corroborating what he did. But um, yeah, so that's that. And that guy's currently in Polk County, Iowa jail. Um, he got he got convicted of Madison County, but he's in Polk County jail because there he's awaiting trial for actually our video um, soliciting the decoy. So let me ask you this: Do the families are the families? Because I I know I'm I would imagine that some families, uh, you know, I watch the videos, your videos, and other people's videos. Uh, do the are the families are they are they sympathetic to what you're doing? Do they say, "Oh my God, you know, I can't believe that my husband or my uncle or my brother or son or whatever is doing this," or uh -huh. do they or do they panic and get defensive of the person that you're going after? Um. I would definitely a combination, but I would say it's 60, 65% sympathetic to what we do and 35% banshees for pedophiles. Oh, Jesus. You know, if I, I don't care who it was in my family, if I found out they were out doing stuff like that, I, I can't even imagine what would happen. But I, 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 one thing for sure, I sure as hell wouldn't defend them. Yeah. Like if my 20 year old brother was caught meeting like a 15 year old, um, you know, he, he, he deserves to get his ass beat. And, you know, right. if he goes to jail, I'm not going to fight it. But I wouldn't necessarily, like, after his penalty, I wouldn't disown him. You know, I would say you deserve right. to be punished, but I'm not going to disown you. But if, but no, if you're, like, caught being a pedophile, like, the definition of a pedophile, prepubescent, yeah, dude, I don't care who the fuck you are. Get the, get the hell out of my life and get Yeah, if, if he's 20 and she's, like, 10. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. I, 
I, I'm wondering because it, it seems like a if a family member gets involved or you knock on a door and it's a I guess a parent answers. It uh-huh. seems that, that that could probably be problematic for actually uh, I guess actually confronting the person because it seems like the thing that's actually spurring or allowing you to confront them is that they think it's better for them just to talk. Whereas if it's a parent, they just might be apoplectic and not really know what to do and might kind of, that might really kind of uh, torpedo your chances of uh, actually interviewing the person. I don't know if something like that's a happen or if that's been a situation in regards to family members. Yes. The parents can see through my bullshit better than the predators can for sure. Um, yeah. But typically what I do to get access to the predator is I just say, hey, I got a package for him, you know, because I'm holding his chat logs in the, in a brown bag. And, you know, the parents are like, oh, OK, then he comes to the door and then, you know, I have access to them. But no, there's some there, dude, there's some times where, you know, because I'm not going in, I'm not going in with like a USPS uniform on. I'm just going in a shorts and T-shirt saying I got a package for your son or whatever. Right. Oh, there's some parents that sniff it out real quick. Then I end up telling them what's going on. And most of the time after that, they just don't let me talk to them. But once in a while, they do. Right. I I, I was wondering, uh, how much of your, I guess, I guess per week, how much of your week is spent, uh, I guess, texting with, I guess, uh, suspected pedophiles? Um. Luckily, we have decoys that help out, but definitely every day. And, you know, a lot of it, they just, they just talk so sexual. It's, it's more like, it's kind of more like watering plants rather than farming. Like you literally just throughout the day, just say, Oh, it's time to go water uh, the pedophiles. Just, you know, open up the app, just say what I need to say to them. And then just go on about my day. Like it, it's, it's, it's pretty low maintenance. Um, actually. But does it, does it disturb you though? I mean, does it, does it, the, you know, when you're going to sleep at night, do you, does some of it, is some of it difficult to uh, forget when you're doing other things, um, at, at, at this point, no. Um, I, like at first when I would see the dick pics, they would kind of be like, "Ooh, uh, ooh." No, now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like pretty much bisexual. Like I'm, I'm not, but like I might as well just be because I, I don't, I don't even get grossed out at dicks anymore. And I, I don't know. And then the messages, like the way I look at it is yeah these people are evil and sick but to me it's just it, to, to me it's just um words on a words on a piece of paper and i just got to go do my job and get these people arrested but what the only thing that really gets to me is the anguish of their relatives not knowing having their live shack and seeing their relative go to jail when it just just blindsided yeah it's got it's got to be horrible for their family members to find out that one of their family members is is going after children, I would think it would be completely devastating to everybody in the family, all the family and friends. Yeah, the family, the family fault that I often hear about after that's the one thing that um, that's the one thing that I think about. Like, you know, of course they're gross, but I've I've seen the same gross shit over and over for three and a half years. You know, but yeah, you you become uh, numb to it. Right, but like the family fallout, that's just something that, I mean, that's just heartbreaking, you know. So has the has the police ever tried to threaten you with arrest, or have it's a two part question? Has the police ever tried to threaten you with arrest, and have you uh, has any of these people, their family members, or the 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 predators themselves, threatened uh, oh uh, lawsuit or anything like that? Yeah, so 
Um, I've had I've had some cops tell me, "Oh, what you're doing is illegal," but like, I mean, it's definitely you know, not right. Like, it's it's it's. I don't I don't think that. Like, I don't think they're trying to scare me out of doing it by saying it's illegal. I just think, you know, their instinct is, "Wait a minute, you can't just catfish as a kid," you know. But, you know, never, never, never am I like worried when they say that. But, um, yeah, as for family doing. I've had a cheese and desist letter. Like when I first started doing this in 2019, um, I had some cheese and all from the same lawyer. All these gay pedos just got this one guy in Houston named Alon Jaoma. And I followed the cheese and desist letter for two of the videos. Like, and it's so funny because he never, he never said, Oh, well, we're going to get you for defamation. It's always, it was like for online impersonation and harassment. And, you know, at the time, I'm like, wait, am I actually breaking these laws? But I mean, I mean, now I know I'm not. But you know, as a 19 year old kid who was one of your first catches, you yeah. know, I was kind of, I was kind of worried. And then on top of that, um, at the time, like my very first few, I like just was kind of lazy. Not well, not, I wasn't lazy, but I was just kind of careless. Like, didn't really screenshot all my evidence. You know, I was, I had to keep my ducks in a row. So. If they were to go ahead and sue me, and I was just running around Walmart screaming, this this guy's a pedophile, and I have no <laughs> messages to back it up. Right. You know, so that well, could have well, been bad. The, well, the, yeah, the, uh, the defense to uh, defamation or, or libel is that it's true, that you can prove it's true. Right, right. And then, you know, so after the first two that he did that, then I, like, figured it out. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to save everything now. And then he said... You you cut out again. He he tried he tried like two other times, um, but at that point I was like already saved my evidence. It's like okay, dude, you should honestly just give me a cut of the money you're getting for these stupid cease and desist letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, Brian. Later. I I was wondering. Um, I guess kind of a I guess there's a couple sides of this, or a couple aspects of this question. The the guys that I guess the pedophiles that uh, you're currently texting with, do you pretty much know know their names and does that come or do you learn them pretty fast? And I guess the the second question I, I'm wondering is the people that you'll either confront or I guess ones that you're just texting with that you know their names. How, what percentage of them are actual registered sex offenders? Ooh, so um, the percentage that we just know their name, most of them are so emboldened by how easy it is online. Most of them use their real name. Like it, it's more rare for them to not use their real name. Put it that way. And what percentage are sex offenders? Um, let's see. Before we confront them, uh, God, this just shows how big of a problem this is. Gosh, uh, maybe, maybe I'm trying to think. I would probably say like, like maybe like seven to ten percent. Well, it seems like it'd be much higher. I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, they're so undetected. Um, like this past trip, um, we did. Oh, you cut out. This past trip, this past trip, we did three, and one out of three of them was a sex offender. Um, funny story with him. He was in New Mexico. He was into dogs and dogs and infants, but we actually worked with the cops beforehand on this one, and he uh. Carlsbad, New Mexico PD thought he was dead. And I guess he faked his death or something because he was going through like charges. Uh-huh. So um, 
we ended up finding him. Um, he went out to go meet who he thought was a mom pimping out her kids. And we confront him. He admits to everything. He admits, he even admitted to me just touching his stepdaughter. And when the cops came and ID'd him, they saw that he had a warrant out for a CP and that he was the quote unquote dead guy. And they got his ass. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know that we've discussed, I know we've discussed uh, how, um, you know, it's better to catch them than, than beat them up. And I've expressed how I, I'm not sure if I could keep myself from crossing that line. Has there ever been a confrontation where you were really, really wanting to hurt the person? Well, obviously, oh obviously, yeah. obviously you, you didn't, but, but have you ever had to use a lot of restraint? Definitely. And I, I think that, I think, because uh, I'm so nubbed to the sick part, I think the ones where I want to beat them the most is when it's so obvious what they're there to do, and they're just not admitting to it. Like, they're just like, well, no, I wasn't actually going to do No, I just can't. No, uh-uh. Like, that type, that is just, like, just basically the fucking, like, basically the smug liars yeah. are the ones that just want to punch in the face. Yeah, I can imagine that being really annoying. Yes. So, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, in Alex Rosen's perfect world, what would be the penalty for the, for, for for these crimes? You broke up again. Uh, you hear me? No, I can hear you now. Okay. I mean, there's like, there's levels to it, like any other type of crime. Like, I don't know, if you're... If you're 20 and you get with a 16 year old and age of consent 17, you know I don't think your whole 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 existence should be just over after that, right? But I, I think like, gosh, I think like you know, 13 and under. Um, God, man, if you're if you're like 21, 22, and you're with like a 13 and under. I mean, death penalty. Yeah, I agree. I hundred percent agree. Sick, and I think, and I think maybe for maybe fourteen, fifteen, it should be a prison sentence, and sixteen and up, uh, case by case. Right. Yeah. But, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think that. I think if a say a twenty-five-year-old man gets with a ten-year-old, that that twenty-five-year-old man should be. Um, executed. I agree. And, and like, e- even if like there's like a 50 year old man and a 14 year old girl, I mean, that's just, that's just way, way, way like, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's all just, I mean, I can't even comprehend being like 18 dating a 14 year old girl, you know? But right. I'm just thinking, like, should, I don't know. It's, it's just sick. I mean, dude, you shouldn't even be in this position, man. Right. It, sh- it shouldn't be up for debate because it shouldn't be a problem. Right. Unfortunately, it is. And it's, it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. Um, nope. It's, it's very frustrating, but these people just, I mean, you're, like you said, there's a, a tsunami of these people. It's not like there's just a few out there. Mm-mm. And so we need people like you. and We need other people uh, that are doing these things to combat this and at least make some sort of a dent. And what's going on because law enforcement isn't really doing the job on this. I think, I, I, I mean, I know that I'm sure some of them try, but there's a lot of them that just really are dropping the ball on this. 
Yeah, I just think there. I just think there's too many. There's too many for uh, law enforcement and or us to just point fingers at the other. And I think we just share, share the common goal of exposing these people and getting them arrested. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So you're going to Hawaii next, and then you're um, now. How, how can people get a hold of you? I know you have the channel on Rumble, and what do they just type in? Predator Protors. That's right. And you're on you're on Twitter as Alex Rosen. Yes. And you have your link in your in your bio on Twitter. That's correct. Is there anything else? Any other uh, any other ways to get a hold of you or see your material? Well, um, my favorite YouTube channels to watch are Puggy Pug P U G G Y P U G and P P S E T X. That's P P Southeast Texas, and uh, yeah, th those are my two favorite channels on YouTube. You should go check them out. Now, if somebody wants to donate to your cause, do they have a way to do that? Yes, the best way is to join our locals page. But honestly, um, you can donate to us by sharing all of our videos and getting people to just subscribe and share. I mean, that'll that'll take care of itself, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, yeah, just want to open that door in case you had like a Patreon or something like that that, could, uh, that would help you out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, brighter later, did, is there anything else you wanted to ask? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, kind of the last question in my mind, what tends to be kind of the social, uh, socioeconomic status of a lot of the people that you catch? Do they tend to, are they all over the place or is there kind of a, or is there kind of a category that they fit into? Hmm. I think it's a very good question because, you know, actual pedophilia doesn't have a socioeconomic status because, you know, oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, Pizzagate and blood drain. That's all a conspiracy. Excuse me. But like, you know, there is no socioeconomic status for just pedophilia. But the, yeah, the people we catch, like the like the people on the apps trolling. Oh, my gosh. Let me just go through like. Let me just think back to like our past 10. Yeah, I mean. They're all they're all like losers in that regard, for the most part. For the most part, like very rarely do we catch. Like we catch people from rich families, but it's never them that made the family rich, you know. Right. Yeah, there's. I, I'd like to think that uh, the rich pedophiles are just they're not they're not on the apps, you know. Yeah, but, I've I've seen I've seen a few rich pedophiles get caught. Um, on, on when Chris Hansen did his to catch a predator, there was a few, but most of them were kind of like you know, low life scumbags. Right, right, and we we definitely caught our fair share of like rich people too. But I mean, shoot, we just I would say the most is probably just probably just. Probably just middle class to, uh, yeah, it's probably even with middle class and low class. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm guessing, uh, I'm guessing you, you, you said before that I was, I'm actually surprised by this that a lot of them will just, uh, outright give you their name or their names will be on their profile. And yes. That's a pretty dumbass thing to do, which <laughs> there might be. I don't know. Maybe maybe that just shows that uh, if that's where you're catching, if that's really just shooting fish in a barrel at a certain point, and that uh, and that uh, there's going to be other people that this sounds weird, but are just going to be much more clever in the way they go about doing this stuff. You know, 
Yes, like we're talking to a very rich guy right now in Pennsylvania. Um, he gave us his name, but like, you, you know, it's, it's he's not publicly displaying what his name is to everybody. Like he gave it to us after trusting us. And, you know, like, for example, the. For example, the the guy in Arizona we caught, I was into dogs and infants. Um, yeah, he, he was my age, 22 years old, and he was just so easy to find he he made sure to not only give his address once but twice just so he just to make sure that we actually had it i i'm wondering wow. that, that is interesting is it ever the case that uh somebody you i guess somebody gives you their name and it's a real name but you're not quite sure if it's actually the real person and that they might actually just be bullshitting you there oh man i do not think that's happened um We've had something kind of similar. Uh, we caught a guy in, in uh, Watkins Glen, New York, uh, recently. Who, I mean, but it was just so. I mean, he he was he was just so obvious. But he was sending us pictures of like you know this basically you know like those you know like those teenage boys that do TikTok or whatever. They're probably like thirteen to fourteen. Right. Like you know they just do their stupid little dances. You know whatever. Um, sending, sending that because, you know, we're, we were a quote unquote 11 year old girl. So he, he sends like a, you know, like a handsome looking like kid and say, Oh, this is me right here, you know? And then he starts sending like these like penis pictures and it's obviously like an adult, like, you know what I mean? Right. And you, you know, um, the thing is he's using his Facebook profile and if you go on the Facebook profile, you actually see the real pictures of this guy. Like, it's obviously not a freaking kid. Right. And it's just like this, like this middle-aged guy. But you know, I think he actually thought he was talking to an eleven-year-old, so he he thought he could just get away with it that easily. So we go to meet him at the park, and of course, he's not taking a selfie at the park, and he's just waiting in his car like a creep. So I just go up to his car. He agrees to talk to us, and he's like, "Oh, um, my nephew was doing all the talking." And you know, <laughs> then he points he points to like this TikTok kid, and like that's my nephew. Like, okay. Um, not in a million, like no, no, like not in a, not in a million years, dude. Like the TikTok kid looked like some some sub guy in the suburbs named like you know Connor or something, and this guy was some like you know uh, he, this and this guy was here like some scruffy, just ugly small town New Yorker, right? And um, you know, so I basically got him, and I'm like, well, you did the chatting today because you know you're here, and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, and I'm like. You know, I basically got him to admit that he's here for sex because he's like, oh, I, I didn't know the age, though, because my, my nephew is doing the texting. And so I got him to admit that he was here for sex first, you, you know, um, basically saying, look, I don't know. I know you weren't. I, I, I know you didn't know the age, but I mean, obviously, you know, you said some sexual things. He's like, well, yeah, I, I was here for that. And I just because I didn't know the age. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense because I know you wouldn't do that. But then, you know, I just start getting him to contradict himself. I get him to start admitting those are his penis pictures and then I'm like, dude, look, I did I did a Google image search of this little kid that you're sending. Come on, that's not your nephew. That's bullshit. And then he just fesses up. He's like, okay, it was me. And I'm like, okay, so you knew the age then? He's like, yeah. And then, boom, we had him confessing to one to have sex and then him knowing the age the whole time. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to – I think why I'm interested in that because it, it seems like there could be a situation where – you're not quite sure the name and maybe you didn't get to see their license plate where you confront this person. And it's, it very well could be that they actually, that uh, usually they don't really have much recourse because you already know their name, but some of these people could just say, okay, I'm going to run out of here. 
be kind of hard for you to, uh, it might be hard for you to have recourse past that, or you'd probably figure out a way if you see them in person, but still, I don't know if that's something you ever think worry could happen or something that uh, you've thought about. Well, oftentimes we video call them like uh, before we go meet them. So, you know, typically, typically, typically our bases are covered on that. Okay. Oh, okay. That'll work. Um, yeah. So I, I'm sure you probably have a running. Why well, I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm assuming it's too much. But I, I assume that you probably have a running tally. How many? How many of uh, these uh, predators have you? Have you? Appreh- have you? Uh, well, I'm gonna say apprehended so far. Mm, uh, I don't have a running tally. I think it's around oh. 300, though. Wow. Yeah, too many to count, sadly. Uh, so you think about it, 300, even if even if each one only had one victim, that's 300 victims. And probably most of them have multiple victims. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Jesus. Okay. Okay, unless Brighter Later has anything else to ask. Did you have anything else to ask Brighter Later? Uh, not that I could think of. Okay, and Mr. Rosen, did you have anything else you'd like to include before we wrap things up? Where can I find this? This is, go to, uh, we're on 50 platforms. So, go, yeah, go to um, Spotify, go to Apple uh, Podcasts, go to um, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher, Google, um, Google Podcasts, or I think it's Google, Google Music, something like that. Um, yeah, it's like fifty platforms. So any any podcast platform you go to, pretty much you're gonna we're gonna be there. You just type in conservative atheist, and you know you see my logo, the clown face with the American flag around it. That's me. Mm-hmm. All right. How long have, how long have y'all been doing this for? Uh, we've been doing it for how many? How long do you think we've been doing it for, Brighter Later? Well, July, so probably I guess we're entering this. We're I guess sometime in mid December will be about five months. So, yeah, we've got uh, what is it? Is, is was it 3,000 or 4,000 videos? Oh, uh, minutes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have 3,000 or 4,000 videos. What, what the hell am I talking about? Um, I say videos, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's we don't have that many. Um, yeah, we have uh, what's that right there? Uh, um, we have we have hundreds of videos. We do we do um uh, we do at least five a week. Oh, okay, gotcha. Not gotcha. Not, not not videos, but uh, audio podcasts. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do a minimum of five a week. Um, so we we crank them out. Nice, nice. We, we try to get you know really good interviews with you know the extremely we've gotten extremely famous people, and we've gotten not so famous and everybody in between, and we discuss every issue you could possibly think of. Who's the uh, most famous y'all got so far? Um, who would you say is the most famous? It's either Shirley Phelps Roper or Robert Spencer. Um, do you know who Jim Goad is? Jim Goad. No, who's that? Um, he's kind of a political pundit. We got him. Uh, we got uh, Robert Spencer. Robert Spencer is he's part of Jihad Watch. He's the head of Jihad Watch. He uh, he watches out for. Uh, he, he talks about the threat of Islam and the threat of uh, Islamic terrorism. When hmm. I say Robert Spencer, a lot of people think I'm talking about uh, Richard. 
Richard Spencer. It's just two separate, two completely different guys. Yeah, not the same person at all. Not connected Wait, is, whatsoever. Is Jim Goat? Is he that bald dude? Yes. Oh, he he's like more of a. He's 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 like basically like oh everything's scripted everything's happening you know there's nothing we can do about it yes yeah okay I, I think I follow him he's connected to Gavin Gavin McGinnis and uh, oh uh, Anthony Cumia and people like that oh so he used to work he used to work with them yeah, yeah he, I think but, he I think he still works with Gavin McGinnis he actually uh, kind of the interesting tidbit about him is that uh, he did a something I guess in the nineties they had vines which. Uh, he had a vine cold answer me and I guess Gavin McGinnis and one of the other guys that started vice said that, uh, his vine was the inspiration for vice magazine. Well, not vine. They call it, uh, oh, whatever it is, uh, not magazine uh, zines or something like that. I don't know. It was like, it's like little made up, uh, magazines that they created. Wait. So he's, he's, uh, he's on Instagram, right? He's like goad misinformation or something. Something like that. Yeah, he's bald. He's I think he's in his early sixties. Oh, like I'm thinking about sixty sixty one. Oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking. I'm thinking about somebody else. Okay, I'm thinking about another like Jim. I think I'm thinking of his name like Jim Good or something. All right, well, I had it messed up, but all right, let's do it. Yeah, but you can you can check out all all you know you can check out our entire catalog of videos. Um, Shirley Phelps Roper, the one we interviewed, she was part of the Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, I I interviewed her about 15 years ago, 17 years ago, something like that, when I was working for one of the radio stations, uh-huh. and uh, she uh, she was she it was they call them the God hates fags <laughs> people. They would stand out in front of military funerals and hold up signs, and it's kind of like a cult out of Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, Westboro Baptist Church. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, and I we recently interviewed. Uh, oh crap! What's his name? Jacob Wool. You know, are you familiar with who he is? Oh my god! Yeah, he's a, he's another one. He's a he's a bizarre character. He's trying to do what you're doing now, actually. I, I heard. I heard. <laughs> yeah, he's oh a, he's he's a special boy. Yes, uh, I've I've heard, I've heard I've heard some stories. Yeah, so Jacob, what we interviewed, we tried to interview Ali Alexander, but of course he he hates my guts and and uh, he won't he won't give me an interview. But mm. Jacob so. down upon in kind of the predator catching community, right? I mean, we don't really we, we don't really know. See, I don't know Jacob Wolf from Predator Catching. Like I like I, I came across one of his videos one time, and I was like, wait a minute, he looks so familiar. And then I'm like, oh, this was like the this. Like he was basically like the he did some type of con thing, right? Yep. His yeah. father, his father, a long time back, used to be a um, one of the one of the one of the talking heads on on Fox News. He would come on and he was he wasn't a he didn't have a show, but he would come on as one of the guests. Yeah, yeah, and Jacob was like one of like the next big things, and the, he, like he was basically like in a way like a freaking based uh, Sam Bankman free. Like it all came crashing down eventually, right? Yeah, he he made a real asshole out of himself, and so I think I think that's funny as hell. Him and his lawyer are just like it's just it's just such a parody. But I'm I'm with it, man. (laughs) Yeah, so so we interviewed him, and uh, he refused to continue the interview until we watched a a short uh, clip of or preview of his uh, his new predator catcher um, thing, and I 
we watched it and I don't know. I, I, I was hoping that maybe he was turning a new leaf and he was doing it on his own, but his, his, uh, his lawyer, which is about my age, um, is still involved. So that, that there puts the Knicks <laughs> on it for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's, that's like the only lawyer that could just make something actually unlawful. He would just screw it all up. Yeah. He just kept jumping from bullshit scam to bullshit scam. So I freaking love it, dude. But anyway, I appreciate you guys so much. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you sharing what you're doing and I, I, I hope you keep up the excellent work. Yeah. Y'all too. Uh, link me, link me uh, your podcast after we get off here. Yeah, what I'll do is, uh, yeah, I'll send I'll send you a link on. Uh, well, I'll just text it to you since I have your 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 number. I'll just text it directly to you. Will do. All right, my friend. You have a great evening. All right, y'all have a good night. You yep. too. Bye. Okay, this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. Uh, uh, I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I was joined tonight by my co-host, as always, brighter later, and we had Alex Rosen of Predator Catchers on. And what he does is he he goes and he hunts down and he entraps these uh, these low-life scumbag child molesters. And he exposes them and, and hopefully gets them arrested and prosecuted for their, you know, their intention to have sex with children. And uh, it's really good work. Anything to say right or later? I was going to say that uh, I guess he took uh, umbrage with the term entrapment. I think what oh, he that, meant- that, that's fine. He, he, I, we don't mean that in a negative term. Yeah, I, I think what he meant by that, uh, which I was trying to wonder, I, maybe I should have got him to qualify, is that uh, I think he took umbrage with that and that uh, what he does is that he gets them to say that uh, I guess they want to do sexual stuff and it's not the other way around. I think that, right. I think that's right. but, uh, just, uh, I guess, just putting that qualification. Although, to, although, to be honest with you, if if a, if one of the uh, if one of the decoys even starts a sexual conversation, if you're a normal human being, you dis you, you disengage, you don't continue on. Yeah, and so yeah. whether the, whether the whether the predator starts the sexual conversation or the decoy starts the conversation, to me it's it's irrelevant. Yeah, it does seem like that, but I think that's the that's what he, that's what I think he meant. Or that's yeah, the, the, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, not trying to not trying to <laughs> not trying to be pedantic. I was really just more so wondering what he meant by that, and I think that's what he meant. Gotcha. Okay, so again, this Conservative Atheist podcast, we uh, we broadcast Monday through Friday. Uh, so, you know, we you know, the first broadcast is Sunday night into uh, Monday morning, uh, EST, Eastern Standard Time, or New York City time. So it's after 12.01 a.m. Uh, Monday morning. And then the last one goes from Thursday night into Friday morning, uh, after 12.01 Friday morning, Eastern Standard Time, or again, New York City time, however you want to look at it. And they last anywhere from an hour to two hours to three hours, depending on the topic, depending on the person that we're interviewing. We interviewed the extremely famous, the not so famous, and everybody in between. And we try to give a, the best possible quality topics and conversation we can. And I think we've done an excellent job with this one. And I really appreciate Alex Rosen's time and uh, the efforts that he's putting into to catch these low-life scumbag child molesters because it's 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 work that needs to be done all right we also if you want to support the show we also have a patreon and the and the, and the patreon link will be in uh the description of every single podcast and uh, basically it's bonus material where we have uh material that uh, you know it's 
video podcast so you get to see what we look like and it comes with perks and merchandise and it, the tiers start out at five dollars a month so basically pennies a day we're also seriously considering posting video clips of some of the podcasts on rumble rumble is the free speech version of youtube and so if you're interested uh, you know Keep an eye out and, and keep a listen, and, and uh, we hope to talk to you in the future. All right. Thanks for listening. One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying flat on your back in bed, staring up at the ceiling in the dark, drifting off into sleep I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over again conservative atheist is always right 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 and in the morning when you wake up you'll feel like a refreshed renewed person the sun will shine brighter, the air will feel crisper, the flowers will smell sweeter, and the birds will sing your name, and all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're some child molesting scumbag that needs to be put in prison. Hopefully not. All right, you knuckleheads. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>